This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. I buried my desire to have what my parents had, a chuppah and a rabbi to marry me, even if that was going to be the only expression of Jewish identity I would have. I wanted my husband to step on that glass to put his foot down for the very last time. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. There's an expression in Hebrew that says, Tova, it should be at the right time. It's what we say when you hear about a pregnancy. We say it rather than mazel tov because we acknowledge that despite our best laid plans in life, it's the Almighty that determines outcome and timing of all our aspirations and our dreams. It's also an expression that speaks of our happiness and gratitude, but also of our faith. It's the perfect expression to use whenever an outcome is not up to us, but it also reminds us that things happen at the right time, not necessarily our time. And so it came true for me a few weeks ago when my 66-year-old husband celebrated his bar mitzvah on top of Masada with a big group of men during the men's momentum trip to Israel. You know, my husband was joined by five other men who, for one reason or another, had never marked their bar mitzvah in a public way. And while we know that you don't have a bar mitzvah, rather you become a bar mitzvah still, the celebration of marking that moment has become central to Jewish boys' rite of passage into manhood. At 13 years old, a Jewish boy becomes a son of the mitzvahs. He becomes obligated spiritually to the responsibility for his moral and ethical behavior, his choices, and his decisions. The spiritual responsibility transfers, as it were, from his parents' shoulders onto his own. So no wonder the parents want a party. We learn that at this age, he receives a deeper part of his soul, the part that's capable of taking responsibility for his Jewish trajectory. Now, of course, this doesn't mean he starts paying for his own day school education. It doesn't mean that now he's on his own, because how many 13-year-old boys do you know that could take charge of their own lives in any way? You know, my rabbi used to joke that at 13, a Jewish boy understands he's more likely to own a hockey team than play professionally on one. But, you know, I also know several Jewish boys who made that joke obsolete. Anyway, I digress. So why am I so grateful that he celebrated his bar mitzvah? Well, let's just say that it was his journey that facilitated my own Jewish journey and all the depth and meaning and perspective and wisdom and clarity that living life through a spiritual lens affords has made the quality of my life unimaginably greater. So let me explain. I met my husband when I was 30 years old. Now, he was not Jewish. He offered to convert when we fell in love and decided to get married, but I brushed his offer off. I said, it's okay, don't worry, kids will be Jewish because I'm Jewish, and as long as it's okay that we raise the kids Jewish, then why should you bother? 
I was just so relieved to be wanted and loved. I was so ready for marriage and children that I didn't want to push my luck by having him begin a process which, quite frankly, didn't matter that much to me at the time. So I remember my fear that if I did press him too hard, he might not want to stay with me. So I pushed aside. No, actually, I buried my desire to have what my parents had, what my older sister had, a chuppah and a rabbi to marry me, even if that was going to be the only expression of Jewish identity I would have. I wanted my husband to step on that glass to put his foot down for the very last time. But I forsook those desires because I had no amuna, no faithfulness, that if I listened to my heart and my soul, that the Almighty would ease my path. But as life would have it, many years and two kids into our marriage, my husband read in a Jewish newspaper at my mother's house, that he couldn't be buried in a Jewish cemetery beside me when we died. He was really aghast, and I remember saying to him, who cares, Jason? We're going to be dead. It's not like we're going to know. And he said to me, Adrian, I believe there's another element to life after physical death. I believe that there's a world to come. I believe in God. I just didn't feel comfortable in the church of my upbringing. I didn't believe in the middleman. I have my own personal relationship with my creator. That sounds pretty Jewish, I said. And he said to me that he was going to go and pursue conversion. And if it didn't speak to him either, well, then we could revisit it all later. And I said, knock yourself out. Just don't expect me to go back to what I used to call Jew jail. I don't want to, and I don't need to. (laughs) As is often the case... My husband's journey to Judaism very much had to include me. And as I approached Judaism, not through the eyes of a child, but as an adult, I also fell in love with our operating system. I saw the brilliance and the depth and the wisdom in its precepts. And so, because of him, I found my way back to my soul. And you see who and what I am today. So I'm grateful, though, that it was all B'Sha'ah Tova at the right time. My way to enter into things is cerebrally. First, my mind, then my gut, and then third, my heart. And as God would have it, my husband operates in the exact reverse order. And together, well, we've transformed our lives. But why suddenly a bar mitzvah at 66 years old on Masada? Well, Even though my husband has been called to the Torah for an aliyah many times over the past 23 years, and even though he's continued to inspire everyone he meets with his sincerity and his earnestness and his profound faith, well, he never officially celebrated it. And while he was on the men's momentum trip to Israel, some of the participants encouraged him, have the experience. And you know what? I'm grateful to them for that because while I wasn't there on that mountaintop in that ancient synagogue, I got to see a picture of him hoisting the Torah scroll high in that blue, blue sky, surrounded by his new band of brothers, his face a picture of gratitude and strength and faith. And I felt like it was long overdue. And now, What bar mitzvah gift to give him? A fountain pen? An Israel bond? 
or perhaps just the gratitude from the depths of my heart and soul that we were brought to this perfect time. You know, the opposite of old is not young. The opposite of old is new. When we stay new, with new experiences, new growth, and new learning at all times, we are, to quote that wonderful song, forever young. Thank you, Momentum. Thank you, God. And thank you, my dear, dear Jason. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.